Um, and, and reasonable, not so right. hot that I, I don't could blame just faint. Uh, um, so I was thinking about, do you have a, um, like a museum or a gallery that you go to that you get inspired to regularly? Um, I actually uh, do have a museum that's uh, about a few blocks away from me. It's called the Nelson Atkins Museum. It's a really big um, museum in Kansas City, Missouri. It's that museum where, I don't know if you've seen a lot of pictures, but um, with the giant shuttlecocks, mm-hmm. that's kind of like the resemblance of Kansas City. Uh, yeah, that's where that's the museum I'm talking about. They have a, um, a bunch of giant shuttlecocks that are on the lawn. And within the museum itself, it's really big. It's two um, large stories full of um, you know, all the things you can imagine from art history. But I actually go there um, only about a few times a year because that's the rotation. I think that's usually how long it takes for them to uh, replace the art pieces there. Um, but normally I only go to a few sections because if I look at too much art, then I just get art overload and I just get a headache and kind of can't really look at art much for the rest of the day or the next few days. But I usually just go to um, probably a lot of the oil painting sections because um, I love uh, Renaissance and then like kind of the impressionistic um, section because I love just the color and the texture of the brush strokes and such. Um, those are my favorite to look at. I get inspired by a lot, a lot of the color palettes um, in that era, because my work is mainly semi-realistic sci-fi and fantasy. There's a lot of rendering um, anatomy and like all these things that the old masters used to do, and I just love to look at those kind of pieces they do and kind of get like mind blown because um, of what they were able to achieve back in the day, and uh, it just kind of inspires me to kind of um, take the kind of the foundation skills that I have and try to uh, study what they did back in the day and try to make it into a more modern and more modern like sci-fi and fantasy topic for my work. Um, And so I like to kind of look at that section. I also look at a lot of the contemporary stuff as well, just the way that um, the artists play with like shapes and abstract kind of um, colors and try to, the way they arrange things is very interesting. It kind of helps inspire a lot of um, like the buildings and the vehicles and architecture in sci-fi art. Um, Cause a lot of it all boils down to just very um, interesting and very cohesive shapes. And so I like to look at that too for inspiration. Do you have any favorite artists in any of those different eras? Um, sadly, I don't, the sad thing is I'm really bad at remembering artists' names, but if I look at a piece, I know it's from, like, a, you know, the same artist, um, but I, normally when I look at the pieces, I am just so, um, uh, drawn in by the colors and what's on the, the 
the canvas or the sculpture or whatever um, that I kind of forget to look at the names <laughs> uh, and the That's kind of the descriptions. <laughs> I just kind of stand there and look at the piece, so I don't really um, pay as much attention to the other stuff. But um, it, I, I wish I could, I feel like I could say that I have artists, um, like as fine artists at least. But I do know a lot of um, digital artists names who does like kind of like my field of work um but when it comes to like museum artists i don't know i don't really have one um i guess i renaissance or like oil painting wise i do like um a classic which is just caravaggio i just the lighting the light that he does is just very immaculate and wonderful so he's the one that i could remember and come up with and um and kind of envision his work in my mind immediately when I say his name. How about um, Impressionist? Impressionist? I'm trying to think. There were a lot of good ones. Yeah. Um, <laughs> a lot. <laughs> a lot of good ones. I'm just, I mean, I, uh, um, I, can't, I don't have one that's like particularly my favorite because after a while... Um, I just get distracted by the brushstrokes and the paint that I kind of forget about um, who made them. It's just like the, the the art itself is just so intrinsic to me that I kind of forget the names of the artists. So that is kind of sad, but um, that's just how I operate and how I look at things and how I kind of view um, when I go to the museum. I just get so distracted so e easily. Um, but uh, Monet is a really good one too. That that's very really, um, really good. That's an impressionist. <laughs> yeah. I I try to think of like other artists' names as well besides Monet because obviously he's a very known one. Um, and I feel like if I look at the names, I'll be like, duh, I know that. But it's been a while since art history, um, since I took art history, and um, I. I'm terrible with names, especially like uh, European names. So I didn't want to mess up. <laughs> I, I understand. Um, yeah. Do you do you ever listen to podcasts? There's this uh, podcast that I really like that's called The Lonely Palette, and it's all about art. And she does one painting at a time, and it's just really fascinating. And she uh, she also has interviews with artists and um, and like uh, uh, people who are um, curators like herself and broadcasters and people that are into art. It's just, it's a really interesting show. And it gives you a, a scope of all different kinds of art. I mean, all, everything. Uh, uh, it's, it, it, it's, I, I've been really enjoying it. Um, I, I kind I came in late because she started during the pandemic, um, but now I'm all caught up, so I'm waiting for her new season to start. <laughs> I know I have not heard of that. I'm gonna write it down though. Yeah, it's a really good. I show. do listen to the podcast while I work, so I'll definitely add that. Yeah, she she's very good, and um, she uh, well, she makes it understandable. I mean. I took art history and stuff like that, but it was a long time ago. College for me was a long time ago. 
but I love art, and and it was just re it's just really interesting. I mean, uh, from she she goes from um, the Mona Lisa by Da Vinci to Pollock to uh, Monet. I mean, everybody. I mean, uh, she she talked to one of the artists she interviewed was um, a woman who did des um, it's like designs with um, threads and she does like whole things of um, like an entire room with big, big things of interwoven thread but it, it's hard to describe but if you see it it's really beautiful uh <laughs> <laughs> no I'm, I think I know it. I don't know, like, I don't, probably not exactly what you're talking about, but I've seen a lot of amazing art made of thread, um, like a big sculptural project. Is it a sculpture sculpt, uh, Sculpture they're talking about? Well, I, I don't know if you'd call it a sculpture. It, it's it's threads that are brought together and it's hanging, and, and they're all sort of brought together into a, a cohesive... Uh, project, I guess you would call it. Is uh, it like a thing in space, like it's kind of hanging? Yeah, it's hanging. It's all, all, it's and all, it's huge? And it's huge. Yeah. It's I a think whole I've room. Seen, yeah. Like a whole big warehouse. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's all, she does all kinds of different kind. um, she interviewed a very famous, uh, illustrator who's, um, rather um controversial that's the way i put it um <laughs> but he seemed like and when she was interviewing he sounded like a nice old guy you know I and mean, he just never would know that he was so oh gosh yeah i just it, it's anyway it's really worth listening to especially for an artist like yourself because she does everything and she really makes you for a layman like me, but she also make I think she make anybody enjoy it because this she she makes it into um the entire history of the piece in a very short like twenty three twenty five minute uh podcast but it's the entire history how where it fits in the linear line, everything about it. But it's done in such a way that it's delightful. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. No, I love that. Well, that. There's someone who does that. Yeah, it's really cool. Um, that's one of my new podcast pleasures. <laughs> okay, I have to look into that for sure. I love podcasts about art. Um, just hearing people's kind of thought process or just the way they explain some things. Um, the way that I listen to a lot of podcasts um, from like art teachers who are teaching more mainly fantasy sci-fi illustrations, and um, they talk a lot about um, kind of like the, the thought process or like how a student should think when approaching art or when approaching trying to make it into the field um, because it is a highly competitive field. Um, and it, I just love to hear all of these different thought processes and train them. 
I think it's really, I, I love, I love stuff like that because it's just, it opens stuff up for everybody. So everybody yeah, can understand it and enjoy it. You know, um, it, yeah. it takes the, I don't know, you know how you, you go and sometimes to, I've been going to museums since I was a little girl, so I am not intimidated. But I know I have friends that uh, I've gone to, like a museum or a gallery, and they're extremely intimidated as they walk in because of all oh, really? the art that's around them that they don't know anything about. And I'm like, mm. well, that's why you're here. <laughs> right. It's to no, find out sense. about them. <laughs> if, if they, yeah. That's why they have those little plaques underneath them to explain it to you. <laughs> yeah. Even then, still, it's intimidating because a lot of, um, the description is kind of like very um, kind of like educational so sometimes it feels like not informal enough like in a conversation for you to kind of um, get a grasp of but so that's, that's when you talk to a dozen and they explain stuff to you you have a human right. conversation I love that I love to like you don't you have to sometimes seek them out because there's not a lot of people that do that volunteer work but if you find a dozen and they're in your area of the museum you can go do you know about this painting and if they say yes could you tell me about it and they will it's mm -hmm. wonderful <laughs> i never had that experience i guess i don't know if they have that in the city but that does like sound like a nice experience to have someone break down the pieces for you and make it seem kind of more relatable in that way. Um, I don't, I mean, it's not in every museum, but it's been, uh, in most of the big museums I've been to, they have them. You know, like um, mm -hmm. MoCA in LA, or the Getty in LA, or um, the Fine Art Museum at Balboa Park here in San Diego, and places like that, They they have those. And you just and if you don't know about it or understand it, and you see one, you grab them. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not literally don't grab them. No, you just, not like actually grab them, but just get their attention. Yes, you just hi. Are you free for a minute? Can you help me with this? <laughs> like that. <Okay. laughs> oh, that's awesome! I didn't know that was a service of museum. I just thought you're usually kind of by yourself, and you see this like. You get it just from reading the description or you don't. But no, that's cool they have that service. Well, I mean, there are people who don't want to be bothered by mm. by somebody like that. Um, it's a, a, I mean, it depends. And I, sometimes you just want to look at the art, you know. It depends on where yeah. you are and stuff like that. And, and they won't bother you unless um, you look like you're lost or you're trying to figure something out. Then they'll come over and they'll say, can I help you? They don't push right. their knowledge on you. Um. No. I think, yeah, I feel like if, if you ask for help, then it's nice to have someone there. But I, I understand, too, because sometimes when I go to the museum, I just like to take a stroll, um, you know, and kind of just look at the art and don't want to talk to anyone. <laughs> and um, so, yeah, it's definitely a nice thing to have if you need it. Um, but I understand. There was um, this antiques place in LA, and they had an art gallery, and it was inside a mall. And I would that would be my go-to place 
when I was really stressed, I worked at a travel agency in a mall. And when I was really stressed, I would go over there and just look at the gallery because I knew nobody was going to bother me. Nobody else is going to do what I'm going to do. Just wander because it's really there to sell the painting. It's not actually there to be a gallery. Gallery. <laughs> right. Okay. Gotcha. <laughs> and so, I, but when I go there, I go there, and it's a gallery to me because they always change their art. So I I used to go and just look at what they had new. It was very peacemaking for me, you know, especially if I was having a stressful day. <laughs> but th but oh, those times right. I didn't want to be bothered because I was already stressed. <laughs> right, exactly. No, that's a really um, cool thing that you did. You kind of turned what their service was, which was just about selling into a more of a, a, a gallery setting for yourself, mm -hmm. for your... Um, minds just be able to kind of wander. I mean, it's only uh, one room. The rest of it is like furniture right. and, and knickknacks and, and, you know, it's all antique stuff, but it's like, it's, it's, I would always go, they had one whole room of just paintings and sketches and different kind of artwork, sculptures and stuff like that. And that's the room I would just go to, like... <laughs> 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 I I've had a bad day. Do they, do they I need it. Out often? Hmm? Did they change out the art in there often? Well, yeah, because they were selling it. So when 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 oh, stuff so cool it then, yeah, so when stuff was taken out, they yeah. would put a new something in. It wasn't the and since it was an antiquities place, they didn't they didn't have four of the same things that they put the same one up. You know, it it wasn't like a poster shop. <laughs> yeah. So oh, that's nice, but you get variety. it is. I love it. I love. I mean, yeah. I they don't have it here that that store, so I haven't been to it since I left LA, which was about eight years ago. Um, but it was um, that was one of my favorite places. I would it would it would because it's like you're like in a mall, and they had and they had another place in the mall. Uh, he, I can't remember his name, but he's really famous for greeting cards. Um, it's, it's little picturesque scenes, like winter, like kids playing in the snow and stuff like that. It's very homey. But it's I again. I've seen I, it, He's got shops everywhere. I mean, I, I went to Colorado and he was there, and I went to um, Vegas and he was there. I mean, he, he's everywhere. Um, but I've gone into those too, but as I was saying before, when they replace something in one of those, it's like a poster shop, even though it's their originals and stuff like that. But he would have like four of the same, almost little differences, but pretty much the same. So when that sold and they put something else up, it was like the same sort of thing. It was, there was no right. variety. Um, I mean, it, it was it was also calming in a different way because you just were looking. If you just want to go in and look at pretty pictures, perfect. <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> it's something that's reliable. Like if you are craving that, you know, kind of imagery, then you go in there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and the stuff is good. I mean, really good. I'm sure. Yeah. It's it's not that. It's just that I the reason I like that antiquity. Um, uh, 
basically the store that is it also had it but it was in just California um, I, I like to go into that store was because of that one painting art room I guess you would call it because it, it wasn't really it, I, it was a gallery to me because it was all it's these, an art room yeah it was basically where they put their art yeah but did you look at anything else in the store or did you Usually it's I would go right there. <laughs> 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 I would go because it it's like, I mean, I like furniture and stuff, but I mean, if I'm not interested in buying furniture, and it, there's a whole big difference between looking at antiques that just because they're pretty, and then there's, right. uh, but if it's it's mostly furniture, and and it was gorgeous furniture, so please don't take me wrong. No, I'm sure. But uh, yeah, but it's just not the same. I mean, I I'd rather look at a display of knickknacks that were pretty and different, and everything was different, and and eye catching, than look at four couches. Yeah, unless you're gonna just lay down and take a nap. Yeah, yeah I totally. Yeah. <laughs> um, because I mean. I, much as furniture, it's great when it's used for interior decorating, whatever. Just the, at the piece by itself, it's usually not as interesting. Well, um, also, you know, if you're shopping for something like that, that's a different thing. I mean, if you need a couch or or a table or or a um, armoire or something like that, yeah, that's something you would do. But if you're just there right. just to relax and and de-stress and stuff like that. Looking at that stuff is not really good for that. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Did you ever go there and take a nap on the couch? <laughs> no, they wouldn't have liked that. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I was usually, I was the manager of the, um, I worked in two different places. One was a candy store and one was a travel agency. And when I was first going to it, I worked. I was the manager of the candy store. So I always had to wear like a suit with a skirt and be very professional. So I really oh. wasn't about to lay down with a skirt. <laughs> right, yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> but um, but when I was a trial agent, I could wear whatever I want. And I usually were wearing jeans and a t-shirt or a sweater or something. So then I could have done it. But then I just thought, by that time, I thought, no, no, that's rude. <laughs> yeah, I understand. <laughs> no, no, I was just kidding. Because usually, um, or you, you know, pretend to look at the furniture, sitting sitting on the couch and looking at the furniture and stuff, and you just kind of fall asleep back to the I actually um, almost did that. At, I I needed a new mattress, and I was like looking at all these beds, and I laid down on one, and it was after it was like five o'clock and I was tired and I actually fell I almost fell asleep my um I think it was my mom was with me and my mom's like Harry <laughs> sorry that's so funny <laughs> I'm glad to have your mom there to wake you up yeah because she was helping me pick because I was I, um I'm it was you know if it was a bed that's different but mattress is very 
it, it, it's a very functional thing. So I like having somebody who knows about that. And my mom, my mom's gone now, but at that time, my mom was the best at figuring stuff like that out. So, yeah, I used to bring her. It's just like when I was trying to figure something out, like a buy a piece of furniture, like a desk or something. I would always have my dad or a car. I always have my dad with me. Um, <laughs> no, that makes sense. I would bring my dad too to bring my car because I know nothing about cars. Um, but yeah, no, that's a good system to have. have. Yeah. 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 Now I'm on my own. I have to do my decisions by myself. Do research and hope for the best. Didn't you say you have a brother last time? As well? I do have a brother, and I do go okay. with him. But you know, he can't. He doesn't know any more than I do. <laughs> oh, really? I mean, about cars, he would. He would uh, he definitely. Okay, he helped me actually buy my last car, so, yeah. Okay, that's good. <laughs> no, but I'm talking about a bed, like a mattress. Really? He doesn't know much about mattresses, either. Well, what is, I mean, my mom knows, knew because she had been doing it for, since she, uh, she got married to my dad, so she... She knew about what that all, and she pays attention. She reads all the articles oh, about nice. home decorating because she thinks it's interesting. Well, thought it was interesting. Um, so she knew about all that stuff. My brother doesn't know about home decorating. <laughs> that makes sense. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I'm, well, at least you told your brother there to oh, I call you with my the car. Brother. If I need a car, he's there. <laughs> yeah. Or if you guys want to go and sleep, fall asleep together in the mattress store, that can happen too. No, I wouldn't do that now. <laughs> also, I don't work the same kind of. I mean, I work very hard, but I don't work in the same way because I'm my own boss now. Um, so I'm I'm not killing myself for someone else. Anymore. <laughs> well, uh, when did you transition to being your own uh, boss? Um, I retired from working uh, travel and customer service, and I was taking care of my mom who was ill, and I needed a way to um, keep myself busy and hopefully make some money. And I started doing stuff that of my own through the computer like this. Oh, that's awesome. But, kind of but it was just basically to, to keep me, you know, to give me something to focus on while I was taking care of my mom. Hmm. No. Sorry to hear that. That must have been really tough. But I'm glad you had something to like kind of help you mentally escape. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and we used to, it was, I mean, I lived with my mom for quite a while, and it was fun. I mean, we would read, and we watch movies together, and stuff like that, so it wasn't terrible. It was yeah. just, it was just, um, it was hard as she got iller, as she got older. Yeah, older. I know. Yeah. It's kind of hard to be in that mentality all day, doing that, so. I to pick up something else that you love to do. Yeah, and she was proud of me. Awesome. Like when I had my first um, sign book signing, uh, and she came, 
with me to uh -huh. my book signing. Uh, she came to two different book signings. The first one that was at Barnes and Noble, so it was a big deal. And wow. and um, she was after we were done. She goes, "Your dad would have been so proud of you." And I uh, go, "I thought, oh," and she goes, and, I, "And I'm proud of you. You, you, you're. I'm so proud that you did this. You accomplished it." I'm glad she was there to see you do that. Yeah, um, it was special. Yeah, it was. And then we went to a place that does rice pudding, and we both we ordered a rice pudding and we split it because they're huge. <laughs> <laughs> that was our okay. celebration. Was our a rice pudding? <laughs> rice pudding. Is that your usually go-to treat now? No. Celebrating. No, we both liked rice pudding, but. I don't know if there's any shop like there's there was um we knew about the shop that just opened up I think my mom my mom would get all this junk that you get in the mail but she would go through it and she would have it in sections okay this is all garbage and she'd throw that out put into recycling and then she'd start going through the stuff she was interested in <laughs> <laughs> she did coupon cutting she did stuff for her um, artwork, you know, she, she, my mom was an artist, she had, you know, oh, the, um, I forgot, Michael's has a new sale on, um, on uh, uh, brushes and stuff, can we go, and I go, of course, and we, uh, oh, they, this place has just opened up, and they have needlepoint uh, and stuff, can we, yes, we can go. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. Uh, she had, she must have, she sounded like she had a lot of hobbies. She do, did. Uh, after she got older. She was very, and uh, sadly the needlepoint kind of went away as she got older because she just, it the eye-hand coordination started to go because her eyes were going. Oh, yeah. Um, but uh, she still painted. She still did uh, drawings, um, stuff like that. I mean, as, uh, she did pillows. She made pillows. Um, oh, like sewing? Well, what she'd do is she'd take uh. one of her old needle points and make a pillow out of it. Oh. Like, I have one oh. with a really okay. cute cat on it. That is really cute. I love that. Yeah. It's, it's, How, uh, what color is the cat? Is uh, it? It's a white and gray cat on a white fluffy pillow. Oh. You still have it, you said? Yeah, I'm looking at it. It's across the room. Oh, okay. That's awesome. I love that you have that little piece of uh, memory with you every time you look at it. Oh, yeah, I have a lot of stuff. Uh, the whole apartment has... <laughs> is my mother's... Mostly my mother's artwork. <laughs> what kind of um, art did she make? Well, she uh, painted... Um, well, like I have a ballerina. That's one of the paintings I have. And Do you like oil paint? Yeah, or? it's an oil painting. Okay. Okay. And then she also painted, um, like, Blue Boy and Pinky. It was, like, copy. It was, an, it, it was an original. It was, like, she would just do it from a picture just to give herself something to do. Right. But, um, you know, stuff like that. But my mom, what she was really good at was needlework, like, needlepoint pet it, all that. She was very creative. She never followed the plan. 
She got her own colors. <laughs> I never. I, I guess I've never seen much needlepoint in there, so I'm kind of curious about how it works. Well, it was, um, her stuff's like tapestry. Oh wow! It's very intricate. Very. Uh, I could like, never do it. Mine's like bleh compared to hers. I don't think I could do needlepointing either. That takes a lot of patience to do. I I I I don't do it very much. I still have a couple of my mom's that I've been working on when I have time. Um, because my mom had like three or four projects still when she passed. Um, so I have her. I have the needlepoints that I kept. Um, but I'm not my mother. I don't have the yeah. patience or the talent. <laughs> <laughs> And I'm not an artist, and I'm, I have no I, I have no eye hand coordination, so I'm no artist. Uh, <laughs> so did your mom paint um, as she gets older? She always painted. Or, okay, and I wasn't sure, like, cause I heard of people, you know, cause their eyesight or just like the hand, um, like couldn't not like steady enough or something like that. So I was just curious of. She actually kept on doing that. Yeah, that was one thing she could do. She could keep painting. Yeah. It's the needlework that she had to give up. But she didn't right. act. That didn't happen until she was in her eighties. I mean, she was still going for a long, long oh, wow. time. It's like gold right there. I I'm just afraid that like if I get older, I won't be able to like draw or paint as much. This um, was like the steadiness of the hand. She actually really was uh, still drawing. She she drew a little sketch with bears on it. It's so cute. Um, <laughs> she she's still drawing, but she yeah it because the needle's so tiny and you have to thread this really teeny tiny needle. Yeah, it's about accuracy and it's, you know, if you don't get it right, or you can like poke yourself or something like that. She also still knits and crochets. She I I have. I have sweaters, vests, all kinds of stuff that she was making. <laughs> do you do any of that? Really? Yeah, I can knit. I, mean, I can't crochet, but I can knit. Knitting's easy and it's very relaxing. I never knit. I feel like I might take up to that hobby when I um, yeah, as I get older as well. <laughs> when I have more time, honestly. Right, of course. Kind of, yeah, do something more relaxing. Well, I mean, it's just, um, I remember there was a football player named Rosie Greer, very sweet man, but he was brutal on the, uh, my brother and my dad adored him. <laughs> he was brutal on the thing, but sweet in normal life. And he, one of the things he used to do was needlepoint. And I remember he was on a talk show and he showed his needlepoint. I was like, Mom and I are like, oh, my God, how gorgeous. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. That's okay. But um, so men do needlepoint and men do knitting and all kinds of stuff. So it's, it's Yeah. No, I'm not worried about that. I'm just, I feel like right now I don't have the patience for it. Uh, but as I if I have more time to fill it up with something, so like that's something that I could resort to. I have a strange question. 
Yeah. Where did you put your award that you won for uh, Illustrators of the Future? Is it in your? Uh, in, did you give it to your mom, or do you have it? Or it, um, I well, the the grand prize one I gave to my mom, and then I kept the little um, the other award. Um, no, uh, she put the grand prize trophy in her nail salon. Um, oh wow! So. So I that was that made me really happy to hear that she did that, um, just so she could like brag to her. Bragging right, yeah. <laughs> right, right. Um, uh, and it's a I come from a small town as well, so um, a lot of, a lot of people know everyone. So she just has like a lot of friends or close customers there that she gets to brag to, um, and it just makes me happy to hear that she was able to do that kind of brag about me. I mean, I am glad I'm not there because I'm there I would feel really uncomfortable. Yeah. So I'm like, <laughs> but um, sounds like she's having a good time because um, I would have friends from my small town whose parents go to the nail salon and so they would come back to me and they're like, oh yeah, my mom just told me that your mom bragged to her about you and, and then all this and I'm like, oh my gosh, that's embarrassing. I don't want to hear that. <laughs> Um, but I'm glad that she's having a good time. And well, I yeah, think so that's it's, right. it's nice when a parent is proud of you. Yeah, it is. Um, I just, I'm just really bad at handling compliments or just like hearing anything like that. So I get, I get flustered. Um, I just feel awkward. But as long as she is happy and proud of me, that's makes, that's what makes me happy as well. Um, so. I have a little story to tell. My first book was called Murder, Inc., and my dad was very proud of me that I got the book done and published. And he worked at an insurance company. And what he did was, uh, my uh, it, it turned out not to be the cover, but my dad, I gave a, a, a cover that I, I actually wanted, that a friend did for me. He took it up and down to every floor. This is my daughter's book. It's coming out soon. This is a, every person in the company he knew, which is a lot of people. Um, and I'm like, oh, God. <laughs> he was like a one-man publicity machine. I love that. It was adorable. You're in your mind, you're like, oh, my God, it's so embarrassing, but please buy my book. <laughs> I know, I know. It just, uh, like, well, th this is the funniest part. After the book came out, my dad and mom were at lunch or dinner or something with uh, one of my uncles and his girlfriend. And daddy started telling the entire book almost to my uncle and his. My uncle really isn't into reading, but the girlfriend was fascinated, and she was, but he was starting to tell the actual end, and my mom kicked him oh, under the chair. Uh, <laughs> she got too excited. You have to build everything. Yeah, and he, and he goes, what? He goes, you're telling him the end of the book. It's a mystery. Oh, oh, okay. <laughs> Poor dad. But he was proud of me. I'm not going to hear that. Yeah. Is your dad still in? Or no. 
They're both gone. Yeah. As long as you have those loving memories of them. Oh, I have great memories of both my parents. Yeah. I miss them very much. In fact, my dad's birthday was the seventh. Yeah, he he would have been ninety-one. Wow. He he didn't live. He 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 passed away at seventy-five. You know, so. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's still age. Yeah. He's been around a while. But I think of him a lot. I think of both my parents a lot, and my grandparents. You know, you just—I miss them a lot. Yeah, I can't imagine, you know, getting to that stage in life where um, I go through th- that as well because my mom is like my rock. So um, she's been very supportive throughout my whole journey and career as an artist. Um, I mean, she, of course, she's had like hesitation and doubt because she is worried about me. Um, you know, being being an illustrator is not. <clears throat> the most promising of fields, and so that's why she was really worried. But uh, after the war and after what I, went, what I went through and what I'm able to do so far, she's um, gotten more confidence. But it was just starting out was rough because I know she was genuinely worried. So I can't imagine losing that support, you know? Yeah, it's very hard. My mom was always supportive. My dad was always supportive. They both, uh, both, both of us, both my brother and I. So you know, it's precious that your mom's like that. Yeah, I'm very grateful for her every day. Um, and so I can't imagine But <clears throat> unfortunately, it happens I'm to sure. all of us. Yeah, of course. That's just how life goes. So you've got to cherish every memory. Make her make pillows for you so you can have all the pillows in your living room when she's gone and be a good reminder. <laughs> um, but she, yes, my mom's actually, um, that, um, before she became a nail um, technician, she was an, actually, uh, she does alterations mm-hmm. uh, for work. Mm-hmm. So she could sew as well. And she's made me um, many pillowcases and as I was growing up. and. All, like all of these uh, curtains and blinds and stuff in our room she made as well and so she uh, could sew really well and I do have like some pillowcases that she made for me but they're mainly like really childish like I don't think have you do you know of the movie Frozen yeah I mean um, I know of okay. it I've never seen it yeah the main <laughs> character in it I, she, my mom did not know what Frozen even was but she, she was just buying a uh, fabric pattern in the, in the store, and she bought the Elsa um, pattern. I didn't. I haven't even seen the movie. Like I didn't know what it is. She her reason for buying it was just like, well, it had a little pretty girl on it, and it looked friendly. <laughs> and it I was like, friendly. <laughs> right. I was like, okay. Um, thank you for making this me this pillowcase, mom. But like. I have no relation to this character. I did haven't even seen the movie. Um, having Elsa on my pillowcase is strange. One that I'm, I'm in like in high school or like middle school, um, but I'll use it anyways. I mean, it was just um, she just doesn't know 
much about like Disney or anything like that at all. And so it's just being uh, picking what she thought was like the cutest looking thing, which is I like Disney movies. I just haven't seen the new stuff. I mean, the last ah, one I think I saw that. was Beauty and the Beast. But then I went to see, and I also saw the, I also saw the play, so that was even better. <laughs> the play was better than the live action. Um, no, the play was. This was the, the first. I I haven't seen the live action one with Emma. Oh. This was um, the, this so was the animated. <laughs> Wow, so that's the last Disney movie you saw? I think so. You haven't seen any, like, Mulan or any of the other... No, I didn't see Mulan. It's just you get to this period that you just... First of all, I have this whole shelf of Disney movies, like, from when I was a little girl, on, mm-hmm. to Beauty and the Beast, which was when I was 30, you know, so... It's not like right, I that to, makes sense. So uh, it's not that it was that. Oh, I'm cutting off. Um, no, I saw Lion King. Lion King. I'm lying. Lion King was the last. Oh, okay, one. Lion King. Okay, that's better. Beauty and the Beast. Um, Beauty and the Beast wasn't that long ago. <laughs> I thought it was a while ago. In the like early 2000s. Oh, I forgot what year. I don't. I don't remember when it was. But anyway, yeah, Lion King was the last one because I um. I was going to go to that play, but I couldn't. Um, but I saw the animated film. Oh, it, you did? Yeah. Did you like the animated film? I didn't see that one. It was okay. I preferred, I liked um, Beauty and the Beast and Aladdin, because I like Robin Williams as the genie. Oh, right. And you haven't seen any of the live action. Not really. Wasn't that interested. Mm-hmm. I like the animated yeah, films because they're so beautiful. Um, yeah. And usually the people that are doing the voices um, are actually... I mean, they're big movie stars in the... Um, but they're younger movie stars. Um, right. Uh, you know, like... Um, I mean, I saw Shrek, but that's not Disney. <laughs> no, that, I mean, that's probably, that's good enough. <laughs> I thought you meant you haven't seen, like, much, any, any of, like, the uh, animated films since Beauty the Beast. Well, I mean, count? I have seen stuff. I mean, I saw, like, um, Nemo, Finding Nemo. Oh, I love you know. And I think I, that was one of my first animated films, like three uh, D animated films that I saw. Uh, but that was—I don't even remember when that was. Um, and there was a bunch of other stuff that was Pixar, Monsters Inc. and stuff like that. It's not that I've given up animated films. It's just that I haven't been—you know—I yeah, don't no, have the Disney Channel. I don't watch because most of that stuff is not for me um, and that's where you get to see it I haven't seen Mary Poppins forever because it's on the Disney Channel and they have exclusive rights to it I still have my um, DVD though so I watch it that way 
but I, I haven't been able to watch it on television other than my DVD because it's on Disney Channel. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, Disney Plus, the streaming service. Yeah. Yeah, I um, haven't seen that movie, <laughs> Mary Poppins. You never saw Mary um, Poppins? No, I never seen it. I've seen Nanny McPhee or whatever that movie is. Well, that's, called. Okay. That's, that's not Disney, and it's not animated. <laughs> yeah. But I've not seen that actual original um, Mary Poppins. The original <clears throat> Mary Poppins was wonderful. I mean, the everything. The music, the animation, the the actors that Julie Andrews and Dick Van Dyke, you really can't go wrong with them. Um <laughs> right. Um no, and Mary yeah, Poppins Returns one. was pretty good too. I saw that. Is that the new one? Yeah, Mary Poppins uh, Returns. Mm-hmm. That's with um oh what's her name? Emily Blunt. Yeah. <clears throat> I like her. She, I like her too. She did you watch um horror movies or did you see um, she took a silent uh, horror movie with her husband. Yeah, I heard that about was, that. Um, no, I don't like horror yeah. movies, so not my cup yeah. of tea. <laughs> but I I, uh, I I I saw her in um yeah, she's been in a lot of movies. She was in, um, uh, what's it called? Death on the Nile, the TV show, the Perot I was telling oh, you about. Yes. And she was in, um, she was in, um, The Devil Wears Prada. That was, I think, one of her first movies. And, uh, there was another movie she made that I saw her in where she played an American. Oh, Jane Austen Book Club. That was really good. She had an American accent in that. She had an American accent in Death on the Nile, too, because she played the the billionaire wife of um, that goes on the Nile with her, and she's threatened by everybody. And <laughs> but anyway, I like her. But no, even though I like... It's a rule. Just because I like someone doesn't mean I see everything they make if I don't like the type of movie they're in. <laughs> no, that's understandable. Yeah, I um, no, I understand that. I love I love horror movies, but I don't really like um, romantic movies that much. So um, they, I mean, actors. I like that they're able to like be have a variety. Like I like Lucy Lawless. I mean, I loved her in Xena. I liked her in Battlestar Galactica. I like her in her new TV series, My Life Is Murder. But most of the movies she did were horror movies. So didn't see. I saw one or two of her movies, um, but lot, she did a lot of horror movies. Um, she did Evil Dead with Bruce Campbell because they worked together and they were good friends from Xena and stuff and I'm just saying no, that just because I really like somebody doesn't mean I'm going to watch everything they do no yeah I totally understand it's because you know they might the you're watching the movie for the plot and you know kind of the genre you're not I think you're not watching it to kind 
kind of like watch this person. Exactly. And like, yeah. Yeah, and you want you don't want to see them as that person. You want to see them as the character. Exactly. Yeah. So. Um. I I wanted to before we end. Uh, I wanted you to let people know. Could you let them know what book? And what story you did the uh, illustration was for uh, writers and illustrators of the future? Um, yeah, so I did the 36th book for the writers and illustrators of the future. Um, and the story that I illustrated for was a story called Stolen Sky by um, a writer named Storm Hubert. Uh, yeah, yeah, this is it. Um, and then. Um, I'm, yeah, I think that's what it's all you wanted. Well, that's, you know, unless you uh, did another thing for them, did you do any other illustration? Oh, yes, I actually did. I forgot the exact name. Um, I did a illustration for the 37th book. Um, and I think it was for the, the short story written by um, Elon, and it was called The Dangerous Dimension, um, was the story that I illustrated for in the 37th book as well. Cool. Um, okay, we're coming to the end. So do you have a website? Um, I do have a website. Um, my website is uh, just my name art.com. So it's a n h l e a r t dot com. And what social media are you on, and do you have different handles that you could give for the different social media? Uh, my Instagram is also nleart. Um, it's all the same, and that's why I don't have um, other. You just have Instagram. Media. Yeah, I just have Instagram. Okay. Um, I want to thank you for taking time out of your day for coming on my show. Okay. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you. And thank you for chatting with Sherry.